Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain and beyond. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley. So glad to be tuned in with you here on episode 146, suggesting that you should dream small. Yes, let me say it again. Dream small. Now, does that mean I'm having another contrarian, you know, fit right now, bucking conventional wisdom and suggesting that you should do the opposite of what everybody else does. No, I'm a huge believer in the conventional wisdom that we should dream big, like ridiculously big. I'm a believer that not only should we dream big, but we should write those dreams down and we should be uh, thinking through how to pursue those. But in this episode, I want to kind of take a different approach to this. I think along the way towards those big dreams, we can uh, uh, find ourselves a little bit disillusioned if those dreams are so far out, they may seem unattainable. We need intermediary. We need interim wins and accomplishments. And so I'm going to suggest to you today that we need dreams that are a little bit more short term. I'm not talking about goals, fellow fabricator. Do not hear me say goals. When you hear dreams, it is not a list of things that you need to do, another list of things that you need to accomplish. Dreams that are worth identifying and pursuing along the way, mile markers, landmarks, if you will, milestones along the way towards the big dream. Now, what got me thinking about this Actually, I don't know what it was that got me thinking about this, but I was thinking about back in 2015, we'd been out of the Great Recession for a couple of years, five years, you know, 08 through 2012, just absolute misery. I was in so so much debt when we started the Great Recession and then the decline in sales, it was just a nightmare and we fought and clawed and hung on and hung on and hung on, managed to survive. There were times where I thought it would have been better, would have been easier if we hadn't survived. I could just start it over with a clean slate, but somehow we managed to survive. And it wasn't like we survived equal or level with where we started the Great Recession. We survived, quote unquote, pretty much starting 2013 in a massive hole huge hole that we had dug and we began as the business climate began to improve and demand began to improve and we began to see the prices kind of come back to a reasonable place where you could make money we started the process of just slogging it out and, and trying to climb out of that hole that we were in and so by 2015 this is i guess where this episode really has its nexus its beginning i remember using this I guess, metaphor, trying to explain how I felt. So we'd been five years in the Great Recession, 2015. We'd been out of it for a couple of years, but we were just grinding, just grinding, just slogging it out, trying to get out, you know, uh, out of that hole. And I remember, I remember using this phrase, this feels like a marathon with no finish line. And I began to kind of use that uh, uh, frequently. And, and it was this sense of just fatigue. We'd been in it for so long and it seemed like we were going to be in it for so much longer until we were back to where we were before the Great Recession started. And it wasn't clear when that was going to be. It wasn't clear, you know, where that was going to be. And it just sent, it just felt like this. I'm just having to, to keep running, to keep running up. It seemed like it was uphill. And it wasn't like, Hey, guess what? The finish line's around the corner. Just, just one more corner, you know, one more around the bend. You can't see it, but it's there. It's like, no, it may not be there. I'd been around so many corners at that point where I thought the finish line was going to be there, and it wasn't. It was just like, oh, my gosh. 
It's like a marathon with no finish line. And I think it's easy to drift into that over time if you do or if you're doing the same thing over and over. That sense of disillusionment and fatigue can just set in and it can become extremely difficult to continue pressing on. So I would say that it is important to have that big dream to establish a finish line, to be thinking about that so that you are actually able to say, hey, I'm still five years from the finish line or I'm still... 10 years from the finish line or two years from the finish line. And I know what the finish line is. I'm working towards that. I didn't really have that at the time. It was just like, we just got to get back to zero. That was, I guess, the finish line. But what I want to suggest today, the practical value and the massive benefit of having milestones along the way, small dreams that you can accomplish along the way that, that recharge you, that give you that sense of victory, that give you that momentary sense of crossing a finish line. Okay, we did that. Let's get some rest. We got some. We got a break. Uh, we got a victory. We got a win. We had a great experience, and now we can start again towards the next milestone, the next mile marker, the next landmark along the way. And so I'm just going to break this down real practically. It's just a couple of simple steps, something I learned from Tony Robbins, actually. And so before we get to that, I want to mention a word from our sponsor, No Lift Install System. I want to just let you know, uh, obviously, I'm the co-founder, the co-owner. I guess maybe my role right now is spokesman for the NoLift install system. And I've been doing a series of videos just answering questions. I think I recorded probably the 15th video yesterday, just taking very common questions that fabricators have about the no-lift system and answering them. The, the, the videos are about 90 seconds long, and so I just want you to know in the show notes here of this podcast, you can find a link to that playlist where I answer f- about, maybe it's 12 to 15, I can't remember now exactly, I've kind of lost track. But I just want you to know that we are actively working to answer the questions We've got about 1,700 systems in the market right now, but we don't feel like we've even scratched the surface. There are still a lot of installers out there that need the benefit of the no-lift so that they're not sacrificing their physical health in the interest of putting in another countertop. And we also feel like businesses deserve to you know, retain the cash that they can make by changing the way that they do install. So visit the show notes below. Check out those videos. If you've got questions about the no-lift, maybe I answer it in one of those videos. And if not, send us a note. I will do a video. I'll mention you and your question, and I'll do my best to answer it. So check out noliftsystem.com. Check out the show notes below. It's on our YouTube channel. It's a playlist answering all kinds of questions about the no-lift. Now back to this practical approach to dreaming small in your business, fellow fabricator. Now, in the last three episodes, I've been talking about, you know, taking time off. Well, you know, taking an hour off for lunch, taking a day off on a Friday or Monday, taking a week off eventually, and eventually taking more time than that. Well, taking time off to do what exactly? You know, you, you take that time off and you're twiddling your thumbs going, now what? <laughs> Great, I took this time off. But um, if you were like me back in the day, work was my life succeeding in the stone shop was like everything to me. And if someone had asked me, and I'm sure people did, you know, what's your hobby? I would have said, hobby? I, I, I own a company. I own a business. I got 20 employees, man. My, I mean, I don't have time for hobbies. I work. And when I'm not at work, I'm thinking about work. I don't got, you know, I just had no capacity. Nobody had told me the importance. Aaron, it's, it's not healthy <laughs> to live, breathe, sleep, dream, eat, 
your business. At, at some point, you know, you've got to have some balance in your life. You've got to make some room for the things I'm going to share here in this podcast, things that I learned from Tony Robbins. I think it was in his book, Unleash the Power Within, maybe. I'm going to attribute it to that. It might have been an unlimited power. I can't remember. But anyway, there's just four practical categories, if you will, of, of dreaming small. Now, he puts it in a different context about things that you desire, just your desires in these categories. I'm going to name them just small dreams. So number one, to begin this process, I, I talk about this a lot. I refer to this a lot. you got to give yourself permission to dream. You've got to accept that it's okay to think about or to pursue things outside of the business. And so I want to just encourage you when, you when you think about milestones and small dreams and landmarks along the way, markers, mile markers, if you will, that kind of allow you to gauge your progress along the way to the big finish line, whatever that happens to be, you got to give yourself permission. You got to you got to accept consciously willfully accept the fact that it's okay to do so. So once you've done that, once you've checked that box if you will, now you can begin to kind of start thinking and this is just an exercise to help you kind of break this down. There's four categories of small dreams that I would encourage you to not just think through but to write down. So number 1, what are personal dreams? Just things that are important to you personally. Number two, what things are important to you professionally? What dreams do you have as a business owner? Leadership development. Maybe it relates to the business. It's okay to have milestones within the business as it relates to your professional development. Number three, family dreams. What are some things that you dream with your family, for your family, about your family? And number four, not to be overlooked, just play. Things that are just fun, they're not connected to any like you know hard and fast goals, financial requirements, just dreams that you have that are that are fun, that are play oriented. They could be for yourself, they could be for your family, they could be others. And so let's just run through those real quick. Giving yourself permission to dream, to establish some dreams, some mile markers along the way towards the big finish line, so that as you run this business, there is. I Oh boy, it's probably been 20, 25 episodes ago. I did an episode, I did a podcast titled A Means or an End, where the business, kind of looking at the business, if, if your life revolves around the business and the business is the end, it's the only thing that you're focused on is doing the work in the business, that's one approach, or if the business, running the business, same business, serves a purpose outside the business, meaning it's a means to another end. That's really the context here is seeing the work that you're doing, those steps, one foot in front of the other, the jog, the marathon, the climb up the hill, looking around the bend, which is running a business, coming in every day, dealing with the issues, growing the business, taking care of the customer, hiring, firing, training, <laughs> retaining, all of those realities that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, putting one foot in front of the other to keep the, in, you know, keep the business going, marching forward towards that big dream, towards that finish line. Well, if your business is a means to an end, it accommodates some of these personal, professional, family-oriented, or play-oriented dreams that you may have. And so as you think about taking time off, thinking about it in terms of 
these four categories, some of these dreams along the way. And so, number one, just jot this down. What are some personal dreams that you have? Can you give yourself permission to acknowledge those things? Can you give yourself permission to write those things down? And as I mentioned in a couple of podcasts ago, you know, actually speaking them, sharing them with somebody. So number one, try and think, you know, I would encourage you to try and write, you know, five to 10 personal dreams that you have that are short-term milestones that you could establish that would be of great interest and great satisfaction if you were to realize those dreams. So number two, professional. As you think of yourself in the context of your business right now and you think of yourself in the context of your business, let's just say five years from now, what are some of the areas of growth that you want to accomplish? What are some of the things that you dream about? I used to imagine myself, and I guess this is funny because today I actually have to go to the airport here in like 30 minutes to go meet with some customers for no lift. But in my mind, when I closed my eyes and imagined the businessman I wanted to be, it was in a suit. It was with one of those really high-class Italian leather attache cases, and I would be jet-setting off to some highly important meeting. Now I'm going to be wearing jeans today and you know, carrying a backpack, not a leather you know, uh, satchel, if you will. Uh, but I had a very, very clear picture, a dream of what it meant to be a highly successful business person. Uh, that's important, fellow business owner, fellow stone shop owner, former fellow fabricator. You know, if... If you've got dreams as it relates to your professional development, right, give yourself permission to acknowledge those, write them down, and then share them. And then family. As I look back, this is probably one of my biggest regrets. I've got six children. My oldest is 21. My youngest is five. The older three were born during the first probably six, seven years of starting the company. So for the first half of those 23 years that I owned my fab shop, I was absolutely consumed with running the business. And then we got into the Great Recession, and I was consumed with trying to survive. And I got to be honest with you, it's one of my biggest regrets is how much time I missed with my older three kids. And I didn't have a dream. I wasn't dreaming about spending time. I didn't really appreciate the necessity and the importance of taking time out of work so that I could spend with my wife and my kids. I just, I missed it. So I'm kind of looking at my younger three kids, 12, seven, and five, as uh, as round two, as, as my do-over. And I'm far more conscious. I'm way, way, way more protective. I have very, very strict boundaries now as it relates to the work and the business and protecting that family time. And I've got a whole bunch of dreams as it relates to things that I want to do with the family. A part of that is just quantity time, just time, having time. In fact, I think two or three videos ago, one of the videos I did was I was out and about with my kids and and just being able to combine my work with time with my kids. And I shot this video and my two girls were goofing off in the back seat and it was just kind of fun and, and kind of a reflection of this dream, this milestone along the way towards the big, big dream. Maybe I'll share with you my big, 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 big dream. But family, can you break this down? Can you give yourself permission to dream dreams for you and your family? Can you write those down and can you share those things? And then lastly, this is fun too. And, and a lot of these intersect, they cross over. They, they in a sense touch on different categories or multiple categories at the same time. Play. What are they? Maybe it's playing golf. Maybe it's playing some other sport. Maybe it's just your hobby, those hobbies that you never have time for. Just personal interests. 
pursuits that are of just you know unusually deep meaning to you perhaps if things that you've just pushed aside you've shoved down you just haven't had time for you maybe thought it's not practical maybe you thought that the business was more important maybe you thought hey when i retire i'll pursue that hobby that's this play category i would encourage you give yourself permission to say no why don't i begin moving in that direction now What are some of those play-oriented desires that you have, some of those small dreams that you could establish? Now, that's part two. Number one, giving yourself permission. Number two, categorizing. Just thinking through these four categories, personal, professional, family, and play. Do you have, can you identify small dreams that you have in each one of those four categories? I would encourage you to write them down. Now, if you stop there, If you stop short of actually putting some meat and potatoes on this pursuit, if you just write them down and then forget about them, it's possible that you will you'll realize some of those. In fact, it's pretty likely that some of those will be realized. But the next level, once you've written them down, is to start with dates. When do you want to achieve some of these small dreams? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And getting real specific and then beginning to view the business in terms of that means to an end. How can the business facilitate this? How can the business enable these small dreams? And how can I integrate these things together? So instead of just the business being a marathon with no finish line, it becomes another exciting journey where it's it's moving towards these milestones. And as you check them off, you get closer to the finish line. It allows you to experience a lot of life. And that can just refuel this enterprise. It can refuel you, fellow fabricator, stone shop owner. If you're slogging, if you're jogging up that hill and you're tired wondering when is the finish line, might I suggest you dream small. Jot down some dreams that you've got in each of these four categories and actually date them. You know, a mile marker is 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 one mile. You can gauge your progress. But if all these dreams just become a bunch of dreams in a big bucket and they're as far away as the finish line, this sort of nebulous point way out in the future where you really have no concept or, or, or sense of of distance, like when are we going to get there? These small dreams are cool in that you can start small and you can say, hey, by the end of this month, you know, there's still time to play a couple of rounds of golf. I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to set that on the calendar. I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to start working towards that communication (laughs) contingencies in the plan so that I can take that day off. But I have always wanted to play golf or I've always wanted to start or pick back up playing golf, or whatever that dream may be, personal, professional, family, play, whatever it is, put it on the calendar and and, and make that an actual milestone, a mile marker along the way to where you are working towards. And then once you do that, celebrate the victory, you know, that you accomplished that dream. Those small dreams are huge. They're so huge. And so, fellow fabricator, I hope that you can give yourself permission to dream small and to start seeing your business as a means towards those small dreams not but not to the exclusion of the big dreams and so fellow fabricator i hope this was an encouragement to you the way i see myself in this context behind the mic if you've ever watched a marathon 
or a half marathon, you'll know that there are people cheering on the runners on the sidelines. And I can remember my wife running a half marathon a few years ago, and we were up at this this big ball field. There was a track, and that was the that was where the finish line was. They came off the road, and then they came onto the track, and they ran about halfway around the track to the actual finish line. And just the number of people there cheering. And my wife came into that, and she was pretty wore out. And uh, all of us that are screaming, and my kids and my, my in-laws were there, and we were all hollering and screaming. And uh, just that that hearing that encouragement, that's how I see myself. I'm up in the stands. I'm on the sidelines. I'm on the road. I'm on the edge of the track, fellow fabricator. I'm cheering you on. I'm rooting for you that you can keep going, that you can establish some of these small dreams and equally important that it will help you get to your big dream, whatever that dream is in or outside of your stone shop. So fellow fabricator, thank you so much for tuning in. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. And I hope that this finds you well. Just know this. I got a trip this week, but I will be back in time to record another episode next week. And so until then, happy fabricating.